0: Greetings in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the one true God. We are studying a series of lessons on Christian marriage and family. Since each new lesson builds on the content of the previous ones, I encourage you not to miss one. May the Lord give us grace to understand and apply His Word. When God decided to communicate with us, He had to bridge an enormous gap so we could understand and respond back to Him. This should motivate us to make an effort to learn about different ways of communication and acquire some skills that help us to become more effective. Number one. Communication is a skill that needs to be learned. Communication involves more than words. We must keep in mind that the words people speak are only part of their message. The rest of it is communicated by their posture, gestures, tone of voice, their facial expressions, and even their silence. In order to get the whole of their message, we must not only listen to their words, but also observe and correctly interpret their body language. For example, a woman tells her visiting neighbor that her child is very sick and near death. The woman's body is bent forward which speaks of the heavy burden she carries in her heart. Her face is covered with tears, while fear and desperation stare out of her eyes. When she speaks, her voice sounds anxious and breaks up. She sits down on the floor beside her sick child and covers her face with her trembling hands and sobs helplessly. Even if this woman doesn't say a word, everyone can understand by looking at her how sorrowful and despair she is. Another example. A 12-year-old boy just got his math test back from his teacher. To his surprise, he got an A. He can't wait to show it to his parents, so after school is out, He runs all the way home. When he steps through the door, he holds his head high, and his face beams with pride and joy. Mom, that he shouts excitedly. Guess what score I made in my math test. Without looking at his paper, his parents know he made a good mark. They can tell by the joyful expression on his face the excitement in his voice, and the fact that he reached home early. Learn to interpret the body language of your spouse and others. When we try to read someone's body language, we must keep in mind that besides some universal expressions, such as laughter and weeping, each people group has their own distinctive nonverbal communication. Even if you and your spouse come from the same geographical location and share the same culture and church background, you will discover differences in both of your family's nonverbal communication. It's essential that you learn what these differences are and what they mean. Otherwise, they will be a constant source of misunderstanding between both of you. Number two, communication is a two-way street. Communication is an exchange of information after a connection has been established. For example, when we make a telephone call, we first dial the number of the person we want to talk to, and then we wait until she answers. If we start talking before we are connected, our message cannot be transmitted nor responded to. Should the connection break down before our conversation has ended, we need to redial the number and get the connection re established before we can proceed with our conversation. It's very important that we keep this picture in mind when we seek to communicate with our spouse. Without being connected in our hearts and minds, we can talk for hours to each other, yet nothing gets across. Communication requires a relationship. The word communication is related to the word commune, which means to share and to talk together intimately. The ability to commune with someone requires a relationship. That relationship enables them to connect with each other. When we as believers pray, we actually commune with God. This is possible because of our relationship to Him as His children and our oneness with Jesus, who is the head of the Church, and we are His body. The Holy Spirit that lives in us connects us with our Father in Heaven and makes our intimate sharing of hearts possible. When it comes to communication between husband and wife, our goal should be to commune with one another instead of merely lecturing at each other. Communication is only effective if there is clarity and honesty. Real communication is an exchange of information or ideas and involves that both parties express themselves clearly and honestly. If only the husband or wife speaks and there is no response, input, question or feedback from the other one, they are not communicating. It's a speech made before a one-person audience. The one who spoke has no idea if his spouse understood agreed, objected, or even cared for what he said. Perhaps the wife feels that out of respect for her husband she should not say anything that's on her heart regarding the subject. If she doesn't voice her questions, her husband will assume she understood and is happy with the matter. Only later he discovers that she misunderstood what he meant and was troubled and worried for the last three months. Ask for Feedback To avoid misunderstandings, frustration, and unnecessary problems in our marriage, it is vital that we ask for feedback from our spouse when we present an idea or issue and that we give each other the freedom to express our hearts. Such an exchange must take place in an atmosphere of acceptance and trust, and it must be governed by politeness, respect, and the motive of maintaining our love and oneness as a couple. Number 3. Communication is getting the message across We interpret the words we hear. The words we hear from others are processed by our brain and interpreted by a host of references such as our cultural heritage, past experiences, relationship to the person, gossip we heard, suspicion we harbor, whether we like or dislike the person our present emotional state, and our sometimes out of control imagination. No wonder that we hear things that were never said, and we make wrong conclusions, especially if the message lacks enough information. For example, the husband picks up some farm tools to go to the field for work. On the way out, he says to his wife, We can't go to your mother's house. The wife, who was packing her bags for their trip to her family, is stunned by his words and tries to find an explanation. She remembers that during their last visit, her husband didn't appreciate his mother-in-law's curiosity about their finances. She concludes, My husband doesn't like my mother. He doesn't care for my family. That evening, when the husband comes home from work, he finds his wife in tears. He wonders what happened and discovers that his message was misinterpreted. What he really meant to say to his wife and failed to communicate was, we can't go to your mother's house because the bus service was cancelled for today. However, we will go tomorrow instead. I already made reservations. The goal of communication is to get the message across in such a way that the person that receives it has a clear understanding what the other one meant. No more and no less. How can we apply what we learned? Discuss and share in your Women Fellowship Group or Bible Study stories from your own experience. Times you communicated effectively. What were the right things you did? Times you failed to communicate your thoughts effectively. What mistakes did you make? What are the things you need to remember or change to communicate better? Communication is a skill that needs to be learned and constantly refined. We will greatly benefit in our marriage as well as in all other areas if we can communicate clearly. It will make our lives easier and spare us from many conflicts. May the Lord bless us and give us grace as we seek to live for Him.